fanficmedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. With hosts, Christiana Ellis, Chute Schubert, Vivid Muse, and Nookchus. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to episode one of season eight of Beyond the Wall. No, we're not going to end yet. Um, <laughs> tonight we're discussing episode one of Game of Thrones titled Winterfell. Um, I'm Chooch, and as always, I'm joined by Christiana Ellis. Hello. Nook All the way from South Korea. Sorry. Yeah, right. Nook Hello, just... everybody from up in hard home. I am in the near north of Canada right now. <laughs> And Viv. So further north than usual. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Viv, and um, it's a beautiful spring day in New Mexico, except that it's night now. Yes. So I guess Dorn. Dorn is lovely today. Yes. We're in Dorn. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that Christiana's in Essos? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, let me think. Um I was going to, my first thought was Bravos, but that's probably not right. I'd say more like Karth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, did anybody, well, so um, I was going to ask if anybody had any initial reactions, but we already got Nutty and Christiana's initial reactions. If people heard on the podcast feed, not on YouTube, um, Nutty had the great idea to get um, initial reactions of the show, and uh, she and Christiana had recorded some stuff. And posted that into the podcast feed. And uh, uh, after Sunday night, I'm hoping I will get mine in so it can actually be included. <laughs> I totally flaked. Um, but that was very cool. Um, uh, it was hard. It was frustrating trying to talk about the episode and keep it to just like a minute or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was really hard because i'm like oh and this and this and this oh i can't talk anymore <laughs> <laughs> but then that my overall opinion um is the probably the most common reaction i saw on twitter and facebook was just wow <laughs> like there were so many just wow tweets i yeah. feel like this first episode was fan service it was okay we're gonna take care of all the things that the fans want to see so that we mm -hmm. can get to the story yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so many different characters crossing over that it's kind of like, well, people have wondered for years, like, what would happen if this character met that character or right. what would happen when yeah. these two characters finally see each other again? And there's so many of those crossovers happening in this location that they kind of have to devote some reasonable amount of screen time to some of those things. So they can't have the big action happen yet when they have to spend 40 minutes just on, hey, all of these characters yeah. are in the same place now. That's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. And a little bit of catch up of, you know, where where were we at, where are people's heads at kind of thing. Um, yeah. My initial reaction was a lot of crying, a lot of like pointing and screaming as I'm trying to also cover <laughs> my eyes to not see certain scenes that were terrible and you covered your eyes for that that scene at the last last hearth, and you could still hear the screaming. So, oh, yeah. it was a multi dimensional yeah. experience. <laughs> it was, it was 
super powerful and amazing. And I promise to get my reactions up this week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, Was the kid in the center of the spiral, Mm -hmm. was that supposed to be Lord Umber? Yes. Yeah. The kid we saw at the beginning. I never caught on that that was the same kid. Okay. Well, well, let's, get, I, let's totally. go in order. Let's go in order. Totally. Otherwise, we're, we're, we're well, so yeah. Around the um, but I, yes, it was. I was thinking we would go mostly in order, though everything pretty much happens just in Winterfell and King's Landing with a couple little tiny little tidbits here and there. So I think we will. No, actually, yeah. Not mostly in order, but I think we'll hit Winterfell and pretty much stay there for a long time until we go to King's Landing. Um, um, very Ty- quickly before you yeah. go in, uh, Mike McCauley's in the chat and he says, things I learned this week. One, dwarf jokes, bad. Eunuch jokes, okay. <laughs> Two, Cersei's raven runs at Mach 3 with news from the wall. Mm. Three, I think Jamie shit himself when he saw Bran. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to all of that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he soiled his pantaloons. So where do we start, Chooch? Um, well, the title sequence, new stuff. Yes! The astrolabe oh, had man. new engravings with the the dragon taking mm-hmm. down the wall, and then we go well the the march of the dead. So you saw those little tiles flip over, yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's going to stay up to date because there were lots of tiles all over the world. And mm-hmm. um, and then uh, last hearth was a brand new thing, and then when it dives into Winterfell, I was just like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? The crypts, so cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and when we were in King's Landing, we got to see, uh, we got to dive down as well and see the dragon heads. Yeah. The skull oh, the dragon. Yeah. yeah. I loved, love, love that. That that yeah. them doing that change to the intro, I think, was just really amazing. And I'm so glad that they did that. It was ominous seeing all the the path of the others, but it was just, it was amazing to see, mm-hmm. like, to delve into those, and it just. I'm really glad that they did that. Like you said, Nettie, yeah. there was so much fan service and it started from the first note of the, yep. of the opening. Well, you know? I think it, in, in addition to it just being cool visually <laughs> and obviously getting to see that stylized representation of some of the you know settings in <clears throat> King's Landing and then Winterfell, but I think it also sort of thematically primes us with the expectation that we probably mostly had already, but that's like, okay, Winterfell, King's Landing, those are our primary locations. We don't really have anything in other places, really, that we're worried about right at the moment. It's mostly these places, and so this is where we're focusing. Yeah. Yep. I think it only went to the last hearth and Winterfell and King's Landing, right? Dragonstone. Mm, yeah. Oh. Dragonstone. Dragonstone? Yeah. Did it? Okay. Was it? Or was that the the skull under King's Landing? Yeah, the skulls were under King's Landing. Yeah, the skulls were under, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's the secret room where in season one, uh, uh, you know, like Peter Baelish and and Varys. Yeah, right, uh, right, right, okay. Whatever his name for Bravos and Varys were meeting. And then, yeah, everybody had their Yeah, I thought it was weird that it did teleport pretty fast. It also, though, did, um, I mean, like that, that room, I think the, the credit, the scene that the credits is evoking is yeah. the scene where Kyburn is demonstrating the scorpion to uh, mm-hmm. Cersei. Yeah. And they do oh, yeah. actually shoot the, the big dragon skull with it. Yeah, it shows oh, that yeah, in, the, right. in the little engraving it, yeah. right afterwards, yeah. yeah. In the astrolabe. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
That was pretty How amazing. fun was it to see that updated too? I have seen so many posts on people zoomed in and looking at each yep. little pixel, trying to determine what the things are. And it's just like, I'm, I, I just love that this is where we're at now technology wise <laughs> and, you know, media wise that like this kind of immersion into the story that I've always wanted so desperately. Like it's also like taking us into the map the way that it does. It's mm-hmm. almost like, okay, y'all, you asked for it. We're going to give it all to you behind yeah. the scenes, under the castle, or a thing. Are you ready? You know, Home I stretch, like, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> You're here. Let's do this. <laughs> it yeah. was great. So on the Astrolathe, we had, and correct me if I get them out of order because I left my notes at home. Um, we have the Red Wedding. We uh-huh. have the Dragon Birth. And then there's one other, and I can't remember which one it was. I didn't even take notes on that because yeah. I was just too much eye candy and I would have spent hours just I only really noticed that. the wall and the the scorpion thing and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Well we'll 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 pay attention. Somebody will write in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's there's <laughs> of words. Oh, right I'm sure there's lots of places online. I'm sure yeah. people have exhaustively gone through that. Yeah. Speaking of writing in, um, I collected all of our predictions in a spreadsheet and I shared it with the other hosts. Mm-hmm. But if any of our listeners want to give us a prediction of who's going to die this season, who's going to end up on the Iron Throne and your prediction for the last scene, I'll put it in that uh, spreadsheet and we're going to read that out during our finale. So if you have a prediction, send it on in. Yeah. I think it was, and it wasn't just like who's going to die, like like yeah. a whole list, but like one person. Yeah, one person. Right, a significant, one, yeah. yeah. You get brownie points if you're right, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those brownie points. Yeah. Gotta win the no prize. So we start the thing and uh, we start off in Winterfell. Um, John, John and Danny are coming to town and they've got this great callback of the kids scrambling to try to get a look at the the queen coming mm-hmm. and passes by Arya. And, um, I did want to ask about that intro. kid mm-hmm. though. Sorry, just because it, it briefly came up earlier. I think the kid up at Last Heart that you know in that uh, mm-hmm. or uh, that was supposed to be you know the kid Lord Umber. Yeah, but I couldn't. I was without rewatching. I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that was also the kid from the beginning, or if those were two different kids. I'm not clear. Different. I'm about to look it up because I, don't I, believe I thought so. they looked remarkably right. similar, and I don't yeah, know. They're boys at about the same age. Similar. But I mean, yeah. they looked so similar. And if they didn't want yeah. us to think that it was him, then they would have gotten someone different. Well, it was like the only child. Well, but if they wanted it to be him, they would have it just yeah. be him, right? Yeah. The, the other it thing is, is two different boys. I'm, you know. Yeah. The other thing is, I think they're trying to evoke the imagery of Bran, yeah. the first episode in, yeah. with this kid climbing around. So I think it, and I think it's just all boys that age kind of look the same. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like all white boys with short yeah. brown hair like that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the uh, yeah. So that's that's what I wasn't sure about because yeah. I thought it was really effective having the kids evoke brand climbing all around yeah uh, from episode one go ahead chooch <laughs> the graphics oh, you're muted. i was playing with the graphics <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i like that i think that makes sense um um i didn't wasn't thinking of brand but <clears throat> it represents lots of different things um oh. so we see well, the true in the 
sorry, hmm. just in the first episode of the first season, uh, we see Bran climbing around to see the people coming. We see yeah. that Arya yeah. is not at Winterfell. She's mm-hmm. in the town. Uh, there's so many callbacks. It was so Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was such an interesting choice to have Arya place herself like out of context, right? You know, mm-hmm. in rather than in Winterfell. And it seemed like, I, I thought it was nicely complex that it seemed like she had an expectation that various people would recognize her enough to like notice her in a crowd in an unexpected mm-hmm. place. And yet nobody did. So if, to have it simultaneously for us to understand that it's probably an unreasonable expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet to also still understand why she might still feel a little bit disappointed, mm-hmm. but also, you know, like, so we get to see her sort of react to all these different people coming through I love the it. hound who she thought mm-hmm. was dead. Gendry, who she last saw getting spirited away by Melisandre. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. John, yeah. You know, and then Daenerys, who she has never seen before, but certainly heard about, is like, lots of, I thought that was great just watching her experience that yeah. procession and yeah. seeing her each time half hoping for them to see her and recognize her, mm-hmm. but then they don't. And yeah. then dragons. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's and just, whoa. Ex- yeah, they establish explicitly that they are full-grown dragons now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and I think I think it was a really powerful moment for for Danny because I felt like when they came up on the horses, Danny was looking really confident, like she would, because that's what she's had to do all along. And I felt like John was just kind of like looking his usual unknowing self, but like <laughs> when she didn't, Danny wasn't happy. She seemed like, you know, she was getting the energy from everybody that they weren't really accepting mm-hmm. all of this and weren't impressed. And then the only time she smiles is when her dragons scare the piss out of everybody. And that is like yeah. literally the worst kind of energy to walk into this. I think it really set the tone really well. Cause everybody was frightened. She did nothing to reassure them. She laughed. Mm-hmm. That will have been noticed. And it just does not serve her. You know what I mean? She's not used to having to worry about, well, what do the subjects think about all of this? She's used to commanding things. Yeah, and she's not even really well. And she's not even like, you know, Miss Sunday or the Unsullied because they had an even less pleasant experience. Yeah. 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 Which I give them credit for for putting that in there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, I a, they had to give a nod to the fact that there are no, there are very few um, actors, characters, people of color on the show, yeah. and that's a lot kind less of, than are in the books. Absolutely, yeah. and I'm glad well, it is good that they kind of pointed that out. This is a rarity, and yeah, maybe that's our bad, but you know, we're trying to point that out here. Yeah. Well, part of what's frustrating about that too is that the show actually was better about that in earlier seasons, and then kind of mm-hmm. stopped. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> why, why did that happen? But, um, but I, I wonder, there's a couple of things in this episode that make me wonder if the show is subtly pivoting on Danny mm. because um, in terms of like portraying, you know, like there's certainly been ambiguities in her portrayal before now. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 
the line, you know, this is jumping way ahead, but the line mm-hmm. from Sam to John about saying uh, you were willing to give up your crown to save your people. Would she do the same? Yep. And, and I, and I evoke that when talking about what, what Viv was just saying, because I agree with you that this idea of these people aren't respecting me enough. So I'm going to be happy when my dragons scare them. Yeah. Um, is not a great attitude for right. this circumstance. Now, it's one thing for mm-hmm. her to say, I'm the rightful rulers of these people and they're unappreciative even when I'm coming here to help them. It's one thing to have some of that attitude, but she has never been interested really in having people love her. That's always like, right. she's always just seen that as like, Oh, well, I do what I want and that happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And and we've actually this actually came up before, didn't it? Where was it her directly or was it Tyrion or Varys that said she can conquer? Mm-hmm. But can she rule? And this is the part of ruling that she's never had to do before. She's never had to sway people like this. She used her dragons mm-hmm. to fear people into following her and like it's all spelled out throughout the episode that it's just going to lead to loads of fast i can't wait to see the conflict but it's gonna be rough for her for a minute for sure yeah and i think they're definitely setting up um with the revelation of john and so what you just mentioned her her uh how she's acting there but and then when she's with sansa when they're talking and they're kind of you know butting it out a little bit. And then when she talks to John yeah. later and, and basically you need to check your sister on the queen. Right. When they get interrupted, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think they're definitely setting her up to, to really have a bad reaction to this news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is complicated too, though, because on the one hand we could also put ourselves in her shoes a little bit and say, John is supposed to be the one, the one they chose to be the king, and he saw the wisdom in bending the knee to me. Yeah, and he's on board. And so, for her to be a little frustrated that the people who chose him as their king won't listen to what he's saying, they just want to do their own thing. Like, so let's. I could understand what, her frustration yeah. with that. What yeah. kind of a king doesn't, you know, if 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 a king decides something and the people fight him at every turn that's exactly what she's dealt with and she's overcome in her reign in her reign anytime somebody tried to tell her what to do it's like no i am the queen i have made this decision you will follow it and yeah so when she met someone who was supposed to be a king she kind of expected the same thing that if i can convince him i have his people yeah and uh oh sorry go ahead no, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, too, I was a little bit surprised that John didn't play that card a little bit harder when people were giving him a hard time about bending the knee of just saying, you chose me because you thought I would be a good leader. And yet now you don't want to listen to my opinion about why this was the right thing to do. My only argument as to why he didn't do that uh, is because otherwise we would never get that awesome Liana Mormont speech. Yeah. And the fans demand another Liana Mormont speech. <laughs> At least oh, yeah. one more this season. Come on, maybe I one like episode. Her, but I felt like she was off base on that particular speech. I like her as a character, mm. yeah. but I feel no, like she was on the wrong I don't. side. 
argument. I thought that was I the think, epitome of the North. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, Chooch. I felt like she spoke for everybody there, in, including the dude uh, Wolken from the Vale. I felt like she hasn't been anywhere else but Winterfell dealing with this or her, you know, She's only been there. She hasn't seen the things the other people have seen. All she's had in her ear day and night is the other people at Winterfell trying to pull this shit together and waiting for John to come back. So I think she was the one, they allowed one person to speak for time constraints and she was the best one to do it. So, so. if I may, I assume this means that we're, we're in that scene here with, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one thing that is painfully obvious is that the North, the heads and the houses of the North are all led by children and old men. Mm-hmm. I died when I saw all those babies, you know, and especially when, before we even knew it was going to happen, I was like, Chooch, he's so little. It's just not right. <laughs> it's just messed up. But that's yeah. what war is, right? Yeah. And, and I think this is something that we will likely see in the books because it kind of was leading that way that when you go off to war, all your good people die. Yeah. And so that's, that's, I don't know. It just seemed, I think they did it really well, but it just, I was so painfully aware. I was like, there is nothing but children and old yeah. men. And <laughs> this is the a- North. This is the veil. Yeah. This is all of their allies. We had a similar scene, I think it was last season, actually, with, um, who was it? It was, I can't remember, it was the young woman, the, the girl, that's the lady of her house, and then, not Lady Mormont, but another young mm-hmm. lady, and then it was young Lord Umber, and I can't remember, I feel like there was another male this time. They definitely, I feel like, had more kids, and it was far yeah. more dramatic. It was, like, shocking then to have two houses run by children effectively. Mm-hmm. But now it was just like, Oh God, it's just getting worse. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I was happy about, we talked about this in our, you know, like our preview show, but also at the end of last season of, you know, my hope was that they would not be hitting too hard on tension between John and Sansa. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like they had kind of played that card with the Arya and Sansa thing. And I feel like, although certainly they're still stirring up drama, I feel like the show was wise to put that tension more between Sansa and Danny than yeah. with Sansa and John. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, they kind of, I mean, they get right to it and squash it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Hey, what's up? This is bullshit. And then he's like, hey, what do you want me to do? Do you still trust me? And, you know, of course yeah. I do. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's hard to argue with that his position of saying, listen, we can be right and then all die, or we yep. can try to not die and then figure out the rest afterwards. How yeah. about that? Yeah. yeah. I also want to, going back a little, I do want to say, like, so creepy Ben is creepy throughout the entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> Some uh, really great memes. Be- I did so many actor the way that he did it is he wears glasses or contacts and so when he films he doesn't wear his contacts yeah and that's how he gets that creepy stare (laughs) he can't see kind of slightly out of focus (laughs) I saw that at you as a very blind person I can appreciate that (laughs) um but I do love the there's like petty bickering and it's like okay we don't have time for this by the way 
Ice King's got your dragon. And then like Danny's face was just. Yeah. yeah. Oh, truth yeah. bombs. Just boom, 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 yeah. boom. Yeah. Truth cluster bombs. I saw the, the clip. There's an interview on Kimmel where he said. Yeah. That, um, that, uh, uh, Maisie, we did a scene and Maisie's like, God, it's like you were staring into my soul. That was just incredible. And he's like, I can't see a damn thing. (laughs) 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 I love it so much. Those kids are great. Yeah, they Um, really are. And getting back to the scene that we were talking about, mm-hmm. again, I think a lot of what I like about this episode is that they end the scenes really well. Every scene had a good punctuation at the end of the scene. And mm-hmm. this one was the whole, I mean, what do dragons even eat? <laughs> Whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought it was it was really fascinating. It had to be absolutely fascinating for Danny to see these women kind of nipping at John after, well, primarily Sansa and Lake and mm-hmm. Mormont, nipping at John after like having come up, so to speak, in the Dothraki world. Yeah. Like, it's a total flip-flop. And now she's seeing John being challenged not only by all of his subjects, his siblings in front of other subjects, when she's already threatened the lives, she's basically banished to threaten her advisors if they question her in front of anybody else. Yeah. And so for her to see him taking it and taking it and explaining it and explaining it and explaining it. And then, you know, like young Liana. And so she sits there and it's like, I think that that's the very first thing that she says is trying to shut Sansa down over the dragons. And it's just, I mean, again, we want, I just want to say to her, honey, you need to put away your SS book and pick up your Westeros book because it's a different one altogether. And I think that they're doing a really good job and, in setting up the conflict that I kind of asked for in our earlier episode about the North versus, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. And it looks like that might actually happen, but just seeing how she's able to control her anger is actually kind of admirable, but you can't really see what's going on. Like yeah. what she's really thinking about it. She's very quiet and the, she only makes that one mildly threatening thing to Sansa and like, that's it. And, I just, I feel like she's got to be frustrated because she must be thinking, but I'm using my good girl manners. I haven't burned anybody. I haven't had anybody cut in half. And you guys are not even responding. You're supposed to be charmed by this. But she has not been refined politically for this particular. Yeah. Well, the the other thing too is, it's like, even though I feel, like I said, that the show is like pivoting towards being a little bit more negative on Danny, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's also very true that like from her perspective, like when Sansa is like complaining, like, how are we going to feed your dragons? Daenerys is like, I am bringing in the big guns to save yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. How to feed them is your freaking problem. <laughs> I'm the one that bringing the dragons here is my part. Your part is figuring out that stuff. So, so Mike McCauley. So I can do my part. <laughs> So Mike McCauley says in the chat, you would think that Bran's words would have had more weight regarding wasting time because it's like, I agree with you, Mike, because he's like, yeah, we can't waste mm-hmm. time. We've got to get action. And then what do they do? They just start bickering. They bicker. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, it just showed how great Sansa has grown into that role of, you know, oh, of yeah. the bitchy, yeah. the bitchy, you know, queen, queen. Well, 
not who? queen, but lady of Winterfell. Cersei, you know? What is just, she, part Cersei, even, part men? Anyways, she was just so, yeah. just perfect. <laughs> yeah, she did have who, it down. Who would have thought in season one that by season eight, almost every watcher became a Sansa fan? Oh, I feel like I've you seen know? a lot of Sansa hate out there, actually. A, a shocking amount. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of Sansa love. Okay, so maybe... It's <laughs> well, maybe. I think I think it's true that a lot more people are Sansa fans than there used to be. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. always a contingent in this kind of show that when, like, you know, whether it's the, because they're fans of John in particular or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like in Breaking Bad, there were a whole lot of people who watched that show who just hated Skylar, even oh, though yeah. from any objective position, she's the only good person in the show, practically. <laughs> That's true. Like, she's just doing the best she can dealing with a completely unreasonable circumstance and everyone acts like she's the buzzkill. Yeah, yeah. The, and the article so, the actress wrote about the death threats and people equating oh her with the character, she had a oh horrible, God. horrible time. People doxing well, her and yeah. Yeah, and Ooh, so I, I think it's that same thing, even though John is not Walter White, that yeah. idea of there's the hero character that I care about and that's, that woman thinks she can just tell him Right. Whatever, and throw rain on his parade. What a bitch! There's mm-hmm. people like yep. that, and it sucks. Yep. But they're working out there. there. I always feel like they're working out their own shit, though. Like, is oh, that totally. how your oh, yeah. your significant other is with you? The, is that your thought? What's going on here? This is not really about this show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah, the patriarchy. Smash <laughs> the, the patriarchy. <laughs> 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 so where are we now, Gooch? Uh So um, I think one of the mo- uh, important bits is uh, Little Umber is sent to Last Hearth. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah. I think this you know totally needs one of those moments. Go to Last Hearth and bring your men back to Winterfell. And the narrator, he did not bring his men back to Winterfell. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, things uh, that I thought about a little bit like Thrones. It needs to come back. What, Nanny? There used to be a Tumblr. It was like they would go yeah. through all the scenes. Arrested and then they Westeros. Put, yeah, Arrested Westeros. And then they put the Arrested Development captions on it. And oh. it needs to come back. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's gone. Tumblr's um, dead. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things I thought about in that whole little sequence, and especially in, in hindsight with what happens later, of the idea of, like, does it really make sense to send this kid yeah, but I guess the reason that I ultimately decided that it did make sense is is twofold. One, at that point, nobody has any idea that we're actually dealing with the wall has come down because this happened before that news, didn't it? No, after. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Down. So the point is but that yeah. they're pre- they they have no reason to believe that the army of the dead is literally already in between. Right. Yeah. 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 Agree. Um, but the other is the the fact of. If the kid is the Lord now and the Northern Northerners have already been established as being super stubborn, then the idea of, Hey, everyone, we have to do something really hard now, but your Lord is uh, a wimpy little kid. And so he couldn't even be bothered to come up here to let you guys know. Mm -hmm. And so like that idea is like, it makes sense that it's like, well, no, I mean, the, the Lord has to come or else it's like, who's, who's got the authority and, Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I did see 
I did see one meme. Somebody, well, I don't know. I don't can't remember if it was a graphic or just the text, but somebody saying, you know, Arya says Sansa's the smartest person she's ever met. Cut to her sending little Ned back to Last Hearth. And <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that wasn't the wisest thing, but I mean, it oh, wasn't yeah. anything predictable, like Christiana yeah. said. They thought they were ahead of it. Well, and also it was kind of, yeah, I mean, it's like theoretically that would have happened to anyone who went there. You know? yeah. yeah. Not like what would have, like the kid would be alive if he didn't go, but it, all his men would still be dead. So, yeah. I mean, the kid's not necessarily helpful to the larger effort except for his men. So yeah. as far as a chess move from the high position, it's not really any difference. No. You know, I makes still cry. The yeah. kid, obviously. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's I cried sad. harder than well, it's, yeah. So we can part, jump over to to Last Hearth, um, where we immediately find out that Team Tormund did live when the wall came down. Yeah. Oh well, my god! They, uh, so Ed and Tormund and Barrett and Barrett. all live with yeah. no explanation whatsoever given to how they survived being on the top of the wall when it crumbled, but okay, that's fine. I don't, I'm not that worried about it, <laughs> but it was just a little bit weird mm-hmm. to not have the yeah. show even bother to try to explain any of it. Yeah. It's like, nope, they're alive. It's fine. They know was, we're all just was, so grateful that we're not going to pick it apart. I was yeah. having the same feels until we got that one line. And then I was like, all right, it's good. You know, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. he's got blue eyes. I've always had always blue had eyes. Blue eyes. <laughs> I just love it. Sorry, Chooch. Everybody's going to have to stay away from you. You've got blue eyes. It just reminded me, though, that I think I misspoke in the episode zero show because I was thinking that it was Tormund and Ed at Eastwatch. Right. Um, it was actually Beric and Tormund. Yeah. Because Ed was still at Castle Black, but yeah. now they're all together, so it's moot anyway. Yeah. Even though it's not at all clear why why would folks from Castle Black have gone to last? Uh, but you know what, math and geography, yeah. who cares? And and <laughs> and a lot of timings are like way off in this episode, but we know that this has always been an well, issue in the show. Yeah. Well, and especially in the last season, heading into this season, it's very obvious. Things happen at the speed of plot. Yeah. They don't happen yeah. until all the pieces are in place, and then they happen exactly when everybody wants them to, as opposed to yep. uh, any but, effort spent on, well, it's going to take so-and-so this many days yeah. to travel that far, so we have to figure out what can happen in the meantime. It's just like, nope, things happen when we want them to happen. That's it, period. Would you agree that that's how George did the books? Mm, no. No, I think I think in the books yeah. there's some significant effort towards ver- similitude of how long it takes to get various places. I don't mean travel. I mean having events unfold. Oh, well, but I mean, I think it's a difference between saying if this character is going to take three weeks to get to this location, we're going to have stuff happen to them in the meantime. Yeah. As opposed to just saying... Well, we want them to be at this location, so we're just going to say they take one day to get there instead of three weeks. I think I kind of might actually then chalk this up to like the first seasons we had more time, and it was more. Yeah, well, oh, I'm sure that's why. Stuff, I mean, and now they're at movie mm-hmm. pace. Yeah, no, I'm 100 percent sure that's why. I'm just saying that 
if anyone was gets really upset about abandoning like realistic geography, it's like, well, you know what? You might as well just get over it because the show is not interested in that anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm not really complaining, just observing. Yeah. It's, Nutty, it's gonna happen. Nutty can't really understand yeah. you. Your Something mic changed with oh, your mic. Right. I think I was leaning on the microphone. I said <laughs> it's a thing, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. You know, just hand wave. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh they so they meet up, they're all alive, and then uh we see that the Night King left a message. And yes, he did. Thank oh, clearly creepy. Lord Umber. And I, <laughs> it was kind of extra meta fun for me watching it because I could see that Viv didn't, wasn't seeing the eyes <laughs> when he was talking. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, that was pulls great. out the dagger and Viv loses it. I did it. not. <laughs> totally lost it. Did. No, very, very effective scene. <laughs> yeah. I have to say it it was not clearly Lord Umber because it wasn't until I read somebody else calling it Lord Umber. I was like, oh, I thought it was just a kid. I didn't even realize where I thought we were at like one of the the I thought we were at like Eastwatch or something. I thought we were at the wall. I didn't realize mm-hmm. how far down mm-hmm. in the south, you know, how far, far mm-hmm. south they had gone. So I didn't realize that that was Lord Umber because I was yeah. like, I just saw Lord Umber. Yeah. Um, but now that I realize it's Lord Umber, it kind of sinks in a little more. What I noticed was when they set him on flame, every time a new limb went on fire, there oh. was a new scream. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, and like everybody has commented on all over the interwebs, you know, the the spiral shape that the yeah. body parts were put into were a very clear callback to to ones that we've seen since the very first episode mm-hmm. and it's probably it's been speculated to be significant because it's kind of the image that we saw when they did the aerial shot above the the night king being made by the children of the forest yep. they were mm-hmm. arranged in that same kind of a spiral um, yep. And so all of that was fascinating, but still the baby just kept screaming on, screaming <laughs> on. So that's really like the, my biggest takeaway. I agree with everything that I've read, but at the time it was just so horrifying. It was like baby screaming on fire. Oh yeah. That symbol more screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the rough. Deep magics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now my question is, does that mean like, if all the limbs start screaming, does that mean that there's like uh, undead with the white walkers that are now burning up and now the night King knows that they were there or probably that makes yeah, sense. Or, 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 or am I overthinking it? Yeah. I, I, I don't know that we have any way to know. Yeah. But yeah. it's an interesting idea. Yeah. But for sure, all of Umber's men are now <laughs> The Night King, part of the Night King's army, so yeah. You know, yeah. they just get bigger and bigger as they go. Yeah, because yeah. you we see a lot of blood, but we don't see bodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, yeah. And I think that that's actually one cool thing that's not necessarily intuitive um, when you're dealing with a threat like this, but it makes sense once you think about it. Which is to say, of course, there wouldn't be bodies because all of them are zombies now, or whites yeah. rather. But you know, yeah. yeah. Bad business. That was rough. Yeah. It's back to winter. It is. Sorry. I just, the one last little oh. the niggle though, the, to, to uh, quibble, I suppose, mm-hmm. to 
uh, is the idea of clearly, like we could say the Night King is trying to send a message, and yet, like, why would the Night King assume that anyone would then be, like, right? given yeah. his whole march is to just, he's headed straight south, he's going to kill everybody he sees, so who is he expecting to go backwards behind where he's come already to go and see this? But then again, it's perhaps just a jump to jumping to conclusions for us to assume that something like that is meant for living people to see. It could yeah. be an entire yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know his struggles. There's been speculation that he specifically used. I mean, I don't know how much speculation we want to get into, but one of the articles I read was speculating that he knew that it was the head of the, the Lord of the house. And so he specifically Mm -hmm. did him to send a message that it doesn't matter how high your station I'm coming for you. Mm. And doesn't matter if you're a child, I will nail you to the wall and make you one of my army. And so it was meant to be a a message of terror that, you know, Mm. using the same symbolism that he's always used. And I can see I can see that being possible, but I also like the idea that it's just, you know, others magic, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> white Walker magic. I also, one of the things that I, it reminds us is that he is not mindless. Right. He's cunning. Yeah. And he has plans. Yeah. So for yeah. instance, he wanted the dragons to come so he could kill a dragon. I, w- I wonder about that. Like, I think that I, I, I always read that as opportunistic. Like, he mm. didn't have some sort of plan to lure the dragons north. But once mm. he saw them, he, he watched them flying overhead. And he's like, oh, I absolutely want one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I'd like, not that it wasn't a plan to lure them as much as, like, he's absolutely seizing the opportunity. Well, why some- do you think that the, did he not command the walkers then to because the they um yeah, our what? little troop of heroes were surrounded for a really long time long enough for that water to refreeze so why well, do you but, think that he was watching and didn't yeah. command them to go what further i assume he was waiting for the dragon no right? no, no, no why because not swarm? well no because we saw in that in that scene the re- the water was breaking and the zombies every time they tried to come closer they were just falling in the water no, I know, but I mean, there it, it was a long enough span of time. I mean, they have all of these whites. He could have easily commanded some of them to lie down and be walked over to cross or what. I can't believe that he could not come yeah. up with a solution other than waiting for the water to refreeze. Well, except we why given... does he care? He, he doesn't mind waiting. Because he's waiting for a dragon. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's my speculation. I think so, he knew it was coming. So Mike McCauley in the chat. Use them as bait. That symbol. The same from season one, episode one. Is that the same exact message or sound like the same message? And yeah, I think that is. Yeah, Yeah. it's. Yeah. And again, it could also just be uh, other magic. It could be, you know, maybe making those symbols has something to do with him making whites. Maybe. Who knows? Well, Well, isn't it um, Lord Commander Mormont? at the fist of the first men who sees the frozen bodies in that shape and says, always mm-hmm. the artists or yeah. is that Corin half hand? So it's I one of those two. Cor- that- um, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which one, but it's one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we see, always, it, you know, yeah. 
Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> always the artist suggests yeah. that this is not even new behavior. Like they've, exactly. they've always done this. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, I think we saw some of those symbols in the dragon glass cave, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Definitely. People are saying that they saw them there. Yeah. I didn't look it up, but that's what people are reporting that they've seen them. And, but I mean, the spiral has been replicated like in, in like, what was it? Somebody was, was, was that the symbol that they were likening to the Targaryen sigil? I spirals. Know. I've heard, I mean, people, every time there's a spiral now, they're attributing it to right. being tied. So it's kind of <laughs> like, and I only waited in so deep. Yeah. Oh, I could say, yeah, yeah. There's only so far you want to go. Because I mean, it, honestly, it's a, it's a symbol that's common in a lot of earth cultures and, and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things. But so I think, you know, the Ice King, Night King, <laughs> Ice King, <laughs> Night King has, um, uh, he has wargs, I think, right? Yeah, we saw, no, mm-hmm. I was thinking of the Thens. Anyways. Not wargs, wargs are when the Starks go in. Right. He's yeah. got white. Something like that. They're not we have, human. I have to imagine that he has visions and foresight you know he has other stuff going on that we don't know about so i totally take it as him using them as bait to get the dragons to come down i could see that but i don't feel like he had any way of knowing that that was going to happen they didn't even know it was never part of the plan that the dragons True. were going to come rescue them. I don't yeah. predict we'll ever get an answer to this. No, well, totally I don't not. think it's really important <laughs> yeah. what the answer is. I'm yeah. just saying that uh, that I don't think the fact that they waited means anything other than mm. he doesn't need to wait until, like, he, he has time. He could yeah. literally just let them freeze to death and not lose any more of his whites. Totally. Yeah. Um, you until know, like, yeah, until somebody like throws a stone, yeah. So now that's yeah, the big insult. Somebody throw a stone. So okay, hell. now's the time. Why would he wait? Why doesn't just wait for it to freeze? Who cares if he throws a stone? Well, uh, the stone proved that the ice was solid. Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the hound threw the ice and it skidded right. where there hadn't been ice. It had gotcha. refrozen, and they were like, "Oh snap! Let's mm. go get him now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, but I think we're also attributing too much story logic to something that was obviously meant for mood. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Giving them too much credit. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, no, like I, just, my, I like my conspiracy theory. Yeah, I like it. Oh, you might be right. I'm just I'm saying I don't Back to we don't Winterfell. Time on this. We're totally wasting time on something. Yes, thank you. Because the dragon has. Right. Been I was enjoying the conversation. Okay, but if I'm going to call I'm it a time waste. We can. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> back to Winterfell. We've got uh, wagons and wagons of dragon glass coming in, and uh... I'm not going to lie. My first viewing, I thought it was coal. Mm. <laughs> I didn't it was well, it's going to be a cold winter, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... and then it, once I watched it the second time, I'm like, no, Gendry's the one that has it. Though it's the dragon glass. Okay. <laughs> and uh, sometimes we get I dumb another immediate big reunion of uh, Tyrion and Sansa. Oh, um, so good. With, uh, so let's yeah. not forget, by the way, they still married. Well, yeah, right, still technically, technically, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I think they're gonna let it go. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, about that. <laughs> I love their meeting. And again, as I said, they keep punctuating these scenes with a nice end note. And that one ended with, I used to think you were the most clever man in the world. Yep. And it yeah. was just like, oh, snap. And yeah. then he has to sit there and go, oh, shoot, I think she's right. Yeah. You believe <laughs> yeah. Cersei was bringing her army? Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's clear Honestly, that Sansa learned a ton from Cersei, and she paid way more attention than even Tyrion did to what was going yeah. on and why. I mm-hmm. think that um, Tyrion and Sansa could be like an amazing power couple. I'm not shipping them, right? But like, I want them to work together. Yeah, yeah. I love well, what where they're coming back. They're now equals. When mm-hmm. she left him, she was not equal to him. Mm-hmm. She was scared. She was captive. She was just surviving, and now she's in control, and mm-hmm. she has full autonomy of herself. And she has fought to where she is. And I think that now they can actually communicate on the same level. Whereas before it it wasn't, there was a power imbalance. It was never a a good relationship. But in good faith, you know, he tried to make it as comfortable for her as possible. Yeah. He wasn't going to take advantage of her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And so she had a level of trust with that. There's that heartbreaking moment, especially in the rewatch, when he has not forced the issue and she's starting to realize that he's actually sincere in he absolutely had every right. And not only that, but the expect, you know, every yeah. right by law, you yeah. know, I'm just saying. Um, uh, and, and not only that, but was under intense pressure from his own family to seal the deal, so to speak. Um, and yet he defiantly didn't mm-hmm. out yeah. of consideration for her. And so there's this, there's a, a sequence where you can see them actually starting to warm to each other a little bit mm-hmm. and thinking, wouldn't it be great if these two could actually be allies yeah. And then the Red Wedding happens, and how could yeah. she ever, right, you know, so, yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did a really beautiful job with that whole bit, and I think I think leading up to here, it's all been messy. Yeah. It's going to be real interesting to see, uh-huh. well, yeah, exactly how they recover. Yeah. I also love that he does not blame her for leaving. Like, he makes yeah. a comment. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was kind of awkward. It didn't help me out, but I get it. He doesn't blame her, and he doesn't have any animosity, and he still doesn't go, so did you have any hand in that? Because he doesn't know the truth yet. Yeah. Yeah, presumably. Presumably only Jamie and Cersei know. Who knows? Sansa knows from Peter, and and Arya and and, uh, Bran know, because that's what they used to, you know, yeah, Peter. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. So I I I agree that he wouldn't know, but I suspect that Tyrion feels like knowing who Sansa was and where she was at at that point. I don't think he, I, I think that she would not have been capable of it at that time. Agree. Mm -hmm. And so I think he knows that, and so that's why you know he could wonder. 
if she was involved somehow, like she could have yeah. been a pawn in a plot, um, which technically she actually was because it yeah. was her necklace that the, anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, she absolutely was part of the plot, just an unknowing part. Yeah. Deep. That's one of the reasons it's such a great show. <laughs> yeah. I did, just as a silly aside, I did read a funny little comment, or I guess it was more of a thread. Um, on how dangerous it is to talk to Sansa when she's on deck. When she's on that balcony, she has laid out several people mm-hmm. with her sarcastic wit. And that's why I think she's kind of like this really dangerous blend of like Ned and Kat and Cersei, you know, because mm-hmm. like she cut Baelish down like with that one line, you know, don't bother thinking up anything. I'm, I'll assume it was something witty. You know what I mean? She yeah. always like does that like, spits out that line and then she just turns on her heel and struts off and it's just like god damn i didn't even realize it but that's gonna be fun to watch to see if she does anymore is that the same balcony that she threw miranda off of no no i don't think so that Um, was about one of the backside ones yeah although i tell you in you know in my rewatch miranda's death is certainly one of the most viscerally memorable in the whole series i think Uh it's, it's it's visceral in a very different way than other ones, but just the, the effect of her falling off that balcony and just the suddenness of it. And that's an, you know, that's a memorable (laughs) scene. (laughs) Absolutely. So Mike McCauley says, um, that scene was one of the few times where Tyrion really looked like he had been hoodwinked by Cersei. After Mm -hmm. all, he's supposed to drink and know things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is what I, I, you know, we'll talk more about it because it comes up again later, but I feel like more evidence on the side of Cersei's not really pregnant, I think, in this. Mm. In this oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, you're bringing <clears throat> yeah. endorsement there later on. Uh, so Dante S. says, pretty picture was my favorite line by her to Peter. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sansa's a boss. Yeah. She mm. is. Truth. It's um, amazing how she and Arya have both turned into such badasses and yet in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I love, and I know we'll get there, but I love that they're allies and yeah. it's solid. Yeah. We, we are told it is solid when we, when Arya reunites with John. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, really, and that's the next thing um, other than, you know, okay. brand, brand B Crippen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> remember how we used to joke about rickon when he would right. hop out of a crypt or something and it was like oh god you know creepy ripping rickon's back and now it's grand but he's just sitting in the same goddamn courtyard the whole time. i was gonna say did you guys notice not only is he creeping all the time but he is in the same spot yeah uh, yeah the entire time he's just yeah. waiting for jamie yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. old friend well yeah and uh yeah, I'm not going to another another funny tweet I saw was, you know, basically someone needs to start a GoFundMe to get a, a ramp for Brand so he can leave the courtyard. <laughs> oh. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Funnier than I should have been. I know. <laughs> I felt the same exact way. We get the oh, wonderful man. Aria and John reunion after so long. And, so uh, fulfilling. Yeah, it, it was. Great. It was. And I'm. I'm glad though that 
or rather, it, I think it's interesting and realistic that he is he is he is not the super observant character who can no. observe everything around him, and so he is surprised. Like, how'd you sneak up on me? And yeah. you're seeing her and imagining all these things. But then when when she shows him the sword and she, yeah. and he asks, like, have you ever had to use it? And just yeah. and it's that moment where I think we and Arya both just realized that he has such a fundamental misunderstanding of what she's been through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For him to even ask that question, he has no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She now knows what your grit knew. Yes, yeah. knows nothing. He still knows nothing. Yeah. And so what does she do? She makes him feel comfortable by just saying a few times. I think it was really sweet and protective of her. You know, it was almost like part, I don't really want to talk about that right now, but also eh, I don't think you're ready to hear what I You don't want to hear about your murder hobo sister. Well, you know, I wonder (laughs) some of it too, if it's just to make him comfortable or if there's a part of her that doesn't want him to think of her the way she is now, but wants, wants him to remember her the way she was. Yeah. Yeah, She's definitely kind of reverted to old Aria in this scene. Like she lets him pick her up. She lets her guard down. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when it comes down to it and he, he like says something about Sansa and she's like, I think she's the smartest person I've ever met. And he's just like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. You have changed. I think acting like the old Aria is an act but not mm-hmm. necessarily not one with like sinister intentions. No, but it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's yeah. realizing she can slip back into that face if she wants to, for example. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Well said. That face. Mm. Mm. Good wording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does not mention that she has Valerian steel though. I guess it's not. No, no. She could have rubbed it in I, his face, but no. yeah, she did. <laughs> she did show it to him though. No. Well, she showed him needle. Needle. Did yeah, that's it. No, nope. yeah, she showed him it. No, no, honey, sweetie. Really? She shows him needle, and he shows her his Valerian steel. Uh huh. And then uh-huh. he says, "What's that?" And she pulls out the dagger. Doesn't he? Doesn't I swear to God? I don't am I think so. This? All right. Uh, sorry. I think. Sorry. No. Oh no, she showed it to Gendry. I apologize. That was yeah. Bad yeah. Memory. You're right. Because I, we didn't get a good look of it, at it, but I think she gave Gendry a design for a different hilt for that dagger. Um. Oh, that could I, be. I, it looked it like looked a bazooka. Like it, it looked to me like a double-edged, like a like a dual-sided weapon. It looked like it had two different I things. S- it looked like a it, staff with something at both ends. It looked like something that launches. Yeah, I thought it was a projectile for sure. That's it, not her style, not so... Agreed. Yeah. I fully expect there, yeah, to be wrong. We'll I, I, I paused it and watched it when I I paused it and and really tried to get a look at it because I was just really curious of what she had thought of, and it looked to me like it was a staff or something that had two different ends and maybe pulled apart or I don't know. It looked like there was a, I don't know, but that's what I thought well, it was. I totally assumed that the multiple pieces and like the like the lines and so on that could have indicated like a projectile. I thought that was just intended to be like. This is this piece, and then this part slots in there, and yeah. that's how it would be. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought like, it was a dual weapon, but a double-edged so weapon. It's going to be cooler when she has a bazooka, but whatever. Right. <laughs> Mike <laughs> McCauley says, I find the duality intriguing. Arya's reply to John in that final dialogue of that scene, where John says, 
I'm family too. And she replies with, don't forget that. Right. Ooh, good, good. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of talk about John being a brother and John being part of the family in this episode, which is really leads into his conversation with Sam later. Well, let me, mm. let me just ask, ask everybody if they assume what I assume, which was that Bran told Sansa and Arya about John. And that when she said that it wasn't just, you know, you're, you're not our full blood brother, but you're still our brother. But like, I took it as you're my, what cousin, what is she, what, what is Arya to John? Well, right. Yeah. Don't forget that you're Targaryen and Stark. I think I, and that's what I'm asking is, do you think that Bran has told anybody other than Sam? If you had asked me this at the end of last season, I would have thought he might have mentioned it. But after watching this episode, I don't think he did. Yeah, I think it's clear that um, Bran is telling people stuff when he believes it's the right time and not before. And so I don't think he would like it seemed to me like he only told Sam and it was even then in the context of we're not telling him until it's time okay yeah. all right i was um, just reading too much into it then i mean i don't sense. know i just that was my impression though um i did actually just really quick look up um this uh the the uh the the diagram and some analysis of it of the thing she gives gendry and it does look like it is a spear-like thing with blades on both ends that is designed to come apart into two pieces okay right on. cool oh so one end will be dragon glass yeah. <laughs> or maybe I both ends. I, yeah i suspect that's what it'll be is one yeah. end is dragon glass the other is the dagger blade of it sweet that sounds cool so and i do take she, it i did take it when she had said you know uh she was protecting her family that she included john in that statement so yeah when he oh, said, yeah. yeah when he said i'm family too you better remember it yeah I feel mm-hmm. like I, I totally agree. And I feel like that was probably the only relaxed moment that Arya maybe had the entire episode was at the end of the hug with John. Cause she hugged him tight and then she just kind of like relaxed and enjoyed the fact that she was hugging him. And like, just that little shift to me was like, yeah, she means it. <laughs> she really, really means it. Yeah. So Mike says, I understood it as Bran wanted John to hear it first. Right yeah. on. So I can see that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then uh, we get kind of explicit conversation in the episode that um, Sam maybe could have told John sooner, but was like literally avoiding him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I can get that. I understand that. So I also wanted to mention how much I loved Sansa running into uh, Sandor. And basically, like, the hound gave her the highest compliment ever by calling her a cold little bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aria. Aria. Yeah. 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 I don't think we, yeah. Um, I don't think we saw um, the hound and Sansa interact, did we? No, no. they have not interacted. No. We but I agree. Not- I agree, oh. Nutty. That was, that was, it was perfect. And I feel like she may be... Now, now Christiana's got me saying maybe she slipped on another face because she presented to him exactly the way he is to other people. Cold, mm-hmm. mean, says what she yeah. says, fuck off the rest, you know? 
and, yep. and knew that that's the one that he would be the most receptive to. Well, and then she put her flirty face on for Gendry. Girl, no, she took I, the face off. That was Arya. I, I don't want to. I don't want to skip past uh, more on on her yeah. and the half though. First, just because I the amazing complexity of you know that that final moment with uh, the Hound and Arya, where he is realizing it feels like this awful thing that you did to me that you robbed me and left me to die. And so like, I'm mad about that. Like I'd be mad at someone else, but we are both fully aware that that was doing exactly the sort of lessons that he like was teaching her. And so Uh like that she did that indicated that she did actually respect him enough to learn lessons from that. And so for him to say you're cold and he's, he's like, he's saying that, but recognizing like, yeah, she she learned from me, yeah. and it's not even yeah. like he's not even seeing it as a bad thing. But it's like in a way, what she did is like honoring me in a way. Yeah, I think he was and, proud. But it's complicated. Yeah, yeah, like he a father's proud. pride almost. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. So that's probably why you're still alive. You know, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It, like I said, it's the sweetest thing he's ever said to anyone. Mm. <laughs> and. um yeah. Uh, in addition to the fact that we Sandor and Sansa don't meet up in this episode, uh, I also wanted to point out Jorah and Lyanna mm. don't meet up either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh mm. shit! Oh snap! That'll yeah. be interesting. Is Lyanna's? Is she's like like a niece or something? Isn't yeah, she'd she? be his Jorah? niece. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have kids of his own. I don't think. No, because he had an expensive mm-hmm. wife, which he had an expensive thing, wife. Thing, yeah, kids. Yeah, um, but yeah, so relations to be sure, and so yeah. still interesting, but not like a literal father daughter. <clears throat> right? No, no, no. In fact, she, but the fact that been so long, she probably has never known him. Yeah, she's likely never known him, but also, uh, basically, he was Jorah's son. Jorah. So, like, one could argue that he should be the Lord. And then she can say, yeah, but you were exiled. And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, but I did, you know, so there is, there is that. I also think he has zero interest in being. I agree. I think he has zero interest. He turned down the sword and that's the portable version. So I can't see him from the land. (laughs) Portable. The portable lordship (laughs) is the sword. I love it. So So, um, do you make it, explicit that Gendry is smithing with that dragon glass. He makes yes, the badass axe job. for the hound and oh, yeah. um, making those uh, arrowheads and uh, that is established. Yeah. Looking hot as ever. Yeah. Saying the lady and whatnot. Pushing <laughs> yeah. her buttons. And I think it's that another kind of Arya slipping into that, you know, that other relationship, you know. Yeah. And it's a back total callback to when they were in the woods, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I always knew you were one of the ladies. You don't know any other ladies. Yeah. Rich, you don't know any other rich girls. <laughs> yeah. Rich girls. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, back up a little bit. We've got Davos, Tyrion, and Varys. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, oh, yes. Walk into it. No. They talk about how to woo the North. So, I want yeah. that joke. <laughs> the, they did a nice walk and talk here. Yeah. Yeah. Decide yeah. that clearly, I mean, Danny and John just need to get married. I mean, that's how you cement the North. That's there was a subtle moment. 
there was a subtle moment with those three where I think we see Tyrion have this a little bit of this realization that like in his head, he kind of has Varys and Davos, like they belong in the box of like the old man advisor sort of Uh characters. And then, but this moment of him realizing, Oh shit, that's me now too, isn't it? (laughs) I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) I also love the dig at the onion sigil. Yeah. Like, and Davos, yeah, I can't just, blame you. it all just rolls off his back because he kind of just laughed at the comment about him being the oldest one, and he laughs. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm happy, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be an old man because it means I'm still alive. You know yeah. what I mean? He's got a totally different POV. Yeah, Davos he's... is just such an effortlessly noble person, and I don't mean like noble in terms of highborn, but just like, yeah, being a like ideal, you know, emphasis embodying noble ideals of he's just such a good guy. Like every smart character who meets him immediately respects him because Mm -hmm. he's great. Davos is great. Yeah. He He tells it like it is. And yeah. I think other than the, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say other than supporting Stannis for so long, I don't think he's made a single bad move in this whole show. That was kind of four seasons worth, wasn't it? Yeah. True. But you have to remember that that showed his loyalty. Yeah, but it also showed that just it wasn't blind loyalty mm-hmm. because when he knew Stannis was gonna burn Gendry, he 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 broke Gendry out, yeah, mm-hmm. and saved him. Yeah, and he didn't give up. He was he stayed in to continue giving yeah. counsel, even though it yeah. wasn't the counsel that Stannis wanted. Right. Yeah. Well, and in fact, he was go- he was going to be executed until at the last second, Melisandre said she saw in the fire that no we're going north and you need his help so don't kill him i mean yeah. that's the only reason yep. he wasn't executed yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah some bad decisions <laughs> well yeah but he's great he's so cool i love yeah. davos so much yes. and I, it's nice to see other characters we like also liking davos mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah, so they mentioned you know they should get married, and then immediately we have uh, Danny. Well, Danny telling John to check his sister's attitude, which we touched mm-hmm. on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly we get dragon rides, and John yeah. is able to ride a dragon. I loved. Okay, I so I love. Obviously, Jimmy thought of you whole- for this episode. I mean, this whole <laughs> sequence. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Betty's losing her shit. I was totally <laughs> losing my shit. Uh, I love Danny's whole coolness and how excited she is by her own dragon. She's very much like me in this sense. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, well, what if he doesn't like me? And she's like, well, then it was very nice. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I just love because she's just so cool and nonchalant. I mean, well, I know mm-hmm. she knows. She knows her dragons. She's like, yeah, no, he, he'll let you on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know. It's all good. Yeah. The I I was astounded that we got this this so early in the season. Yeah, I, I know. I felt for sure <laughs> someone else getting to ride a dragon was like an episode four of six in the yeah. season or something. Yeah. And so to have it here, uh I, it was great. And I really enjoyed the how visceral they made it in terms of making it clear, like there's no saddle or straps or anything. You're mm-hmm. literally just hanging on. And when the dragon swoops around and dives and stuff, that's, that's, 
you are not like in a comfortable seat. You were hanging on yeah. while turning upside down and stuff. And I thought that was really effectively portrayed. But I also think the fact that we got this so early, I think that means some, I, I yeah. got a hunch that means something's going to happen to Danny. Oh no. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. Her dad would be so upset. Yeah. I think it was interesting before he rode, which of course, I mean, it was stunning footage. It was just an amazing scene, cinematic masterpiece, all that, the dragon flight. But I think it was interesting right before that, we discovered that the dragons are not eating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or not eating enough. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, they're not eating enough. Yeah. And so do we think that that's like the cold affecting their metabolism, grief over Viserion? Do they maybe sense him nearby? Column Uh, A, column B. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cold is like obviously a contributing factor, but could be more than that. We don't know. I mean, in the sense that they say they don't like the cold, they don't like it as far north. But um, could it be more than that? It really could. Um, yeah. One of the things I thought was a really interesting parallel was the idea that, you know, she flew him to this weird little ice cave mm-hmm. and makes the joke about how, like, if we just stayed here, nobody would ever find us. And I was just thinking, that is a crazy parallel to him and the Greek. <laughs> yes, 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 it was. Where yeah. it's like, we could just stay here and not join the war and nobody would ever know. And and yeah. and it was just like that's got to be on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally on purpose. That's I think another they one of those us. Force Awakens things. Yeah. yeah, I think they wanted us to be called back to that, and mm-hmm. and I, it definitely, I mean, it definitely raises some flags, don't it? I mean, on top of the whole, you know, ant thing. <laughs> so, I don't have a dog. But the way that Drogon looks at John, is that what dogs do? <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was so creepy. I can't. I loved it so much. It was like, no, I'm watching you. John's like, yeah, I'm watching you too. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really great with dragon expressions, but I mean, he. it was just, yeah. It's I volumes. It it was very well animated because it really just conveyed this like this whole thing of I have no investment whatsoever in the weird stuff that you are going to do with each other right now, <laughs> but I'm just making sure you don't get up to anything like bad. Yeah. So I'm watching you, but He's I like the secret care. service. Yeah, <laughs> He's so, ready to bounce. Mike McCauley says, am I the only one? that would have been okay with the writers shaving off a few minutes of the flying scene to give us more productive content somewhere else since the ep was 54 minutes. It just seems to me that the flying time was a little excessive. Um, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but no, I was pretty happy with the, the, <laughs> yeah, of the flying scene. Right about where it should be. <laughs> um, I, I felt like it did go on a long time for an episode where so many other things were very rapid fire. It was certainly the longest single scene in the whole uh-huh. episode for sure, right? I didn't time it, but it had to be. Yeah, that's spend the dragon and, money, baby. Right. Well, right. And I can't help but think, you know, like this is, you know, like my meta suspicion that maybe something's going to happen to Danny because of doing this this early in the season mm. is kind of the same idea of we need a big dragon moment and we really want to sell this the the romantic side of what's going on with Danny and 
John, because we really have to establish that firmly so that when the next thing happens, that's where we are. And that's, that's mm. kind of what I was thinking is that we needed to make a big deal of this scene to establish the current dynamic so that it can be upset by something. And maybe if so it's this super, Mike, super awesome, uh, nobody will worry about not seeing ghost. Oh, I did. When I showed the scene to tech, he did say, so what about ghost? And I said, no, you're seeing dragons instead of ghosts. Yeah. Um, Those people are pissed. Yeah. When so, was the last time we saw a ghost on screen? Did we even see uh, him in when, when John was resurrected? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that was... So not even season seven. I believe it was then. He may have showed up since, but that's the last one that's cemented in my brain. Was that huh. before? Uh, yeah, when John went north, he did not take him. Yeah. Didn't no, he, he pop I up he somewhere and save? Did he pop up and save Sam or Bran or somebody? Yes, he did, but that was before. Okay, was long before. okay. Um, Okay, so Mike says, it seemed to me, oh, sorry, uh, some articles I read interpreted Drogon's expression was jealousy, whereas I thought it was just him guarding Danny. Yeah. And then Dante S. says, I love the scene in Tilted Dragon Stare. (laughs) That's what we refer to as gargoyling. Yes. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) What? So, um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I thought that it was, it, it read very animal-like to me of, yeah. I'm watching because I'm interested in what my people are doing, but I have no particular emotional investment in whatever it is. It's more like you're you're watching a strange little animal do its strange little animal thing, and you're just like, huh, that's weird. Like, <laughs> I think that's, that's what it was. It's like, it wasn't mm-hmm. jealous. It was yeah. more like, you are with my person, so I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, dude, that's your aunt, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We can't talk, but we know things. Okay. We can smell it. Look who's talking parody where like the dragons can talk and we hear like the dragon's voice over through everything. So here's the thing. There are only two living dragons right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've never really gone into it, but everybody's assumed they're both male. I have this theory that if there's going to be more dragons, like they're going to be like clownfish where they can change their gender and they'll mm-hmm. have no choice but to, you know, breed with each other. So I don't think they care about aunt uncle thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Targaryens don't really anyways. So well, it's also, I think that's kind of a long-term question too, at this point where nobody's really got their, their sights set on anything more than a year away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, we had kind of skipped around, so we actually teleport John to uh, have it out with <laughs> Sansa. And uh, ah, we yes. already touched on that about uh, his position and her position. And they come to a pretty quick, you know, understanding of yep. each other. Yep. Right, things aren't resolved, but the tension is primarily between Sansa and Danny rather than mm-hmm. yeah. John is the peacemaker in between rather than one of the sides. Yeah. Like just just give my new girlfriend a chance, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've only ever cared about two girls in my life and I really don't want this one to be I don't well, want I don't I don't want to fight this one. 
<laughs> One of the interesting elements here is something that has been established in the show very strongly, like repeatedly, is this idea that until you've seen them, you don't understand how serious the, the yeah. army of the dead is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think there's some aspect of that with, you know, Sansa hasn't yeah. seen them, but, but you could make the exact same argument in a way of Sansa's concerns about Cersei. Because it's one thing for John to say, well, yeah, I met Cersei and she basically, she seemed like she's tough, but then she agreed yeah. to what I wanted. So what's the problem? Whereas Cersei, uh, Sansa's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, there's that's a whole other universe. <laughs> no, that's not her thing. <laughs> that's not what she does. And so, uh, you know, even th- though obviously there are other characters who are very familiar with Cersei who also were fooled, like like Tyrion, um, mm-hmm. that... Uh, I, you know, like Tyrion, I think, was in this weird position of he seemed so sure of this whole, like, you don't believe it till you've seen it thing, where he just assumed, like, that must have convinced her. That, yeah. you know, it convinced me, so it must, you know, plus the whole question. Well, I don't want to skip too far ahead there, but. Um, well, but just him knowing. Idea, how, yeah, sorry. Him yeah. knowing how she is with her children and all that and mm-hmm. assuming she's pregnant. Now she right, has something to live for, what she says. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what's next? Is it Sam time? Danny and Jorah find Sam. Oh my Aww. god! That was the that was almost. I mean, obviously that the first scene was worse, but oh my yeah. god, that was awful. I so this was one of those uh, examples where I had not mentally prepared myself for all the nuance of the the connections between between those particular dots because got this whole Same. network of different characters, yeah. right? But the idea that, like, I remembered about that Sam would probably have complicated feelings about Daenerys because she burned his father and brother because we were reminded about that in the scenes from last time, right? And so. But I had forgotten the what it would mean that Sam was also the one that saved Jorah. Yeah. And so to set yeah. that all up for Daenerys yeah. to be in like this primo awkward position of like, I'm here to show my gratitude to this wonderful person who saved my advisor. And isn't it going to be great for him that I'm going to go be nice to him? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, Charlie. And she's like. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if I could go back in time, I probably would Randall, uh, not Randall. (laughs) To her credit, she did not dissemble about that at all. She she realized, oh, okay, well, you know, clearly this is something he has a right to know. And I'm not going to beat her in the bush about it. And I'll give her credit. She didn't try to spin it. Yeah. No. She was no. just like, this is what happened. And mm-hmm. I'm. She doesn't yeah. know how, clearly. Yeah. No. Well, and I think this is where, too, that, you know, when more than one of her advisors tried to tell her, Yeah. Did you have to burn the sun, too? Yeah. Did right. you really? Did you yeah. have to? You feel like you did, but I think here's where it's going to be a problem. And sure enough, I think that with Sam, like, here's about his dad, and he's like, oh, that's awful. I'm really upset but at least i suppose i could go home now there's the bright side but like with his brother dead too it's like mm-hmm. 
what even happened to his mom and his sister? We don't even yeah, know. We don't know. And they didn't really get into Sam's relationship with his brother Thank in you, the show. Yes. But in the books, it is mentioned that his brother was never mean to him. Yes, yeah. that's His true. brother wasn't like his father. Mm-hmm. Um, there was he loved little, his brother, I would say, even, right? Yeah, there was a bit more um, similar feelings uh, like with Jamie and Tyrion uh, with Sam and his brother. It may mm-hmm. not have been as tight as Jamie and Tyrion, but there was definitely like, like you could see him going, all right, but if my dad wasn't a problem, yeah, if, you know, and my brother became Lord, we could then be friends. Well, right. Well, the we reason saw- it was complicated though, too, is that the father preferred the younger son. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he sent Sam away. So the yeah. conflict I feel between, Dick on on the show is and Sam is purely from his father from their father yeah. it's all by him it's just they don't I don't think that Sam holds anything against his brother I think he loves right. him and he is absolutely shook by this revelation it's oh, yeah. just it's like course, the worst yeah. thing that he could probably imagine a ruler doing and not just yep. because it's his family but because they he said executed a prisoner and mm-hmm. that's like, that's a powerful phrasing, you know? Yep. Well, and it, he brings it up again when he talks to John and he says, you know, yeah, you yeah, have, you've had yeah. to do that before, but you've also let people go and you've yeah. let people live when they didn't follow you because you understood their motivations. Yes. And Sorry, I, I jumped so, ahead. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think though that uh, like this, the scene that we saw between Sam and Dick and that one dinner they spent at, at the house, Charlie, mm-hmm. was, we saw that like, they clearly are very different from one another. It's like Sam tries to make small talk, but he doesn't understand. It's like, are we eating the one that you killed today? And Dickens just like, uh, no, that one's curing. Right. Like, oh yeah. Okay. So like, they're clearly <laughs> There's not, not, you're right that there's not that animosity there. And so it yeah. really seems like, you know, we're driving home the point for Danny that she's realizing it's one thing to kill the father in that circumstance. Yeah. But you choosing to kill the son also, we told you that was going to be a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. We told you afterwards that it was going to be a problem. But this is where she, I think, finally is seeing realizing oh i might someday want to not terrify and devastate someone uh and it'll turn out that i have done so by accident already yeah and uh and so that scene was so heartbreaking sam's performance was amazing but Mm -hmm. i also like I I think we're meant to understand Danny made a mistake in the past, but I think to her credit, she handles herself very well in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think Jorah was like a nice little gem in that scene as well. He didn't say, but maybe two words, but he like when he made the connection that it was Sam's father and brother, it was like, he couldn't even look up. Like he couldn't even, he had his, he just couldn't even face that, you know? Yep. And um, that he just um, right. And it was, <laughs> in another, yeah, if a tone of, with a different show, we could imagine Sam running away, and then Danny turning to Troy and just like slapping him on the arm. You couldn't have told me that he was a freaking tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also I think it was Jorah who who pointed out. It's like 
all it's not just that he was the only one it was he was the only one willing yeah or was it sam that pointed yeah. out that he was yeah. the only the others one could willing. have it was jorah yeah. who said it yeah 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 mm-hmm. so it's like it's not just like that this kid has special powers no 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 he he defied the rules he broke the rules to help me and he was the only one willing to do it yeah, yeah. So, um yeah. i I wonder because it feels to me like putting that the you know this is jumping ahead to John and mm-hmm. Sam at at the end but you know the putting the words in Sam's mouth that like you gave up your crown to save your people would she do the same I feel like putting those words in the mouth of a character like Sam is meaningful for the story the show is trying to tell yeah. Oh yeah and, because so what I it makes me wonder even if it's possible that the fight with the Night King is not even like the end. Like maybe yep. that actually goes more quickly than we would expect. Yeah. And then yeah. the question is, okay, but now, now what does Danny want after that? And it's like mm-hmm. it, you know, so I that's just a wondering. I I have no idea yeah. really, obviously, but um I feel like it's meaningful to have a character like Sam say something like that is way different than if a hundred other characters said it. Yep. Agreed. Totally. Because other people, it would, they're more motivated by power and Sam has never been motivated by power. Yeah. So for him to say that it, it it comes from a more pure and objective place. Mm -hmm. And so like on the one hand, John has spent the whole episode just talking about how like everyone's mad at me, but I'm just trying to save all your freaking lives. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, I don't think learning the truth about his heritage is going to make John somehow suddenly start saying, Oh, well, I'm going to just go uh, Trump Danny's uh, yeah. right to rule here. He's not going to do that because his whole thing already, he had already given up a crown in order to help his people. He's not going to change his mind, but it does plant a seed of, first of all, complicated things. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he now knows that she's his aunt and, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Not as sunk in yet, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, now I'm suddenly getting like images from that Joe Dirt movie. It's like, oh no, and just start puking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, eh, marry your aunt anyway. It's no big deal. It's not like you grew up together. It'd be weird if he married <clears throat> one of his, the people he grew up with as right. sisters that some people were trying to ship last year. And I was like, no, none of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So they kind of made a big deal, I think, of the crypts of Winterfell. You know, in the uh-huh. opening, they dove into them. Um, you've yes. got the symbolism where John's getting this news, and you've got the his mom's visage oh, looking at him. Oh yeah, <laughs> while well, he's getting and, the news. And, and, and- and, and then sense too, like this idea of like my father, the most honorable man I ever knew, you're going to yeah. say he lied to me. And, you know, like having those statues there, like it's such a great place to have that scene happen. But I think you're right that there's, there's going to be 
you know, this, uh, this reminding us about the crypts is going to be meaningful somehow. Are we going to have zombies, we zombie Starks? If, if I were on camera Not right now, sure. Sean Bean coming back. In my home studio, I'd be bouncing on my ball, covering my mouth because this is something that I think would be a book spoiler in my reaction. So I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> which I didn't think we'd oh. have anymore. So yeah, interesting. There's still some weird territory. Yeah. <laughs> Although we know that uh, even if we were to have white Ned Stark, um, the we know his bones were like, they were returned to Winterfell. Yeah. It was that whole peace offering that Cersei. Oh, dang. Oh. Yeah. Give it to Catelyn. So the bones are there, but the bones were uh-huh. like, just like just bones, no, yeah. no rotting flesh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You um, have to pay. <laughs> that would mean dire wolves too, right? And of well, course. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they're doing that. I don't think yeah, none of them are at Winterfell. Previous generations would be. <laughs> maybe now we're really going deep yeah. y'all freaking me out in the crypt uh, I do think dark things and what of course like Brand's creeping Sam, <laughs> Sam uh, emphasized that yeah your dad Ned was honorable but if he didn't do this you'd be dead mm-hmm. and he, he saved promised you from his Robert. sister yeah. He also promised his sister he would protect him. And yeah. what I like is that he never really says that's not your father. It's yeah, yeah. This is still your family, but this is right. the truth of your parentage. Yeah. Well, and I think the implication too, when we go all the way back yeah. to um, you know them leaving uh, when they last saw each other, this whole idea of like the idea that Ned perhaps would have been willing to tell John the truth once he was the sworn brother of the Night's Watch. Yep. Yeah. And I did read somewhere somebody said this Sam mm-hmm. is actually fulfilling Ned's promise of yes. when we see each other again, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. And so and he's seeing his there. father and Sam's mm-hmm. telling him. <laughs> I like it's kind of cool. I like it. <laughs> I'll take that stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so King's uh, Landing is that where we're going next? Oh, well, so the last. Sorry, I was just say there was one last bit of Winterfell. Oh, I thought we were going to save that for the end. Oh, I don't know if we're doing all of Winterfell. We might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of mentioned it already. Yeah, yeah. Just a dark, a dark-haired Dami finally arrives. Yes. That was my thought at first. Well, wait, Bran's been out there all night, but I guess you know he was probably taking breaks. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, from the earlier, yeah, since he was in the courtyard the whole time, I guess he didn't have you know. Yeah. And he knew he was just coming, I, just not when. Yeah. Well, and I hadn't necessarily put together in my head that he was going to be getting to Winterfell right away. So it, for yeah. that reason, I think I had not really processed the idea of what happens when Jamie and Bran see, see each other right. again. And I think the show did a really good job at sort of making us not even really consider that until we somehow, we suddenly see them together and we're like, we yeah. have exactly the same reaction that Jamie did. It was like, Oh, 
Oh, there's people <laughs> like that. When you guys saw the cloaked figure, who did you think it might be? Um, I didn't I, think it was going to be Jamie. I um, I guessed that it was Jamie right before they revealed him, but um, yeah. I I wondered who else it might be because, of course, we have one other character that we know is heading that way. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> didn't. It would have been surprising for him to arrive so soon. Yeah, I I suspected it was Jamie pretty quick. Um, I was clueless. I was like, I was Duh. like, <laughs> did Cold Hands come back? That's <laughs> that's the other person that I thought it might yeah. be. It's like at first I was like, is that is it Cold Hands? But I don't know. They felt it felt like not only was he north of the wall, but it seemed like a real sort of I'm sacrificing myself so he can get yeah. away sort of scene. So it would be surprising for him to be back. And then, but like I figured, I guessed that it would be Jamie before they revealed him. But yeah, I wondered about Cold Hands first. Mm. And then that look to Bran, mm. I was just like. I, I I screamed out. I was like, "Oh snap!" And then right. it ends, and I'm like, "Oh." Well, and we like- get the scenes from next time that it's like not only the brand thing, but also the reminder uh, for Daenerys of like, "Oh, you're the one who killed my father." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I didn't get any previews because I am 100% legit watching this without using a VPN. Because now in Canada, if you get Crave, you can get Crave with HBO. So I am a cord cutter, as people may be, remember. So, but Crave doesn't have previously on and doesn't have trailers. Hmm. So I didn't see any of this. <laughs> well, it didn't really tell us anything except that that question comes up. Okay. Um, uh, that she basically is saying, you're the one who killed my father, that sort of thing. Um but you know, I think I it. But what's also indicated is that there's not a lot of time to deal with any of those questions because guess who's her here? Who else has arrived? Um, so yeah, Frosty um, McFrosterson. Yeah, so Battle like of Winterfell seems imminent. Bran wow. gave kind of just an ever so slight smile. Yeah, <laughs> seemed like he did. Yeah, Your I think chickens have come home to roost and made another great. One of the greatest memes of all time. <laughs> Jamie's saying, what did he say? You need a push? And Brand says, yeah, oh, could yeah, you give yeah, me a yeah. hand? Could you give me a hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. That's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be interesting next. So, uh, King's Landing. Do we want to do King's Landing or briefly deal with, like, Th- Theon? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because that happened early in the episode, and I was astounded because my prediction last week was that Yara was going to show up only to die, but instead she got she got to show up only to run back to Pike and not be on the show for that reason. Right. So, well, but let's, but it was important. She was rescued by Theon. Yeah. She yeah. No, I knocked I, the I, shit out of him, and they kind of came back together so it was like yeah she's gone now but i'm okay with that because that was a really fantastic scene and what i love is that she gave him her blessing to go north yeah yeah she's like i'll go take care of a a place that we can retreat at i'll be the backup but you have my blessing yeah to go north and to fight with the starks and i'm not even going to be hurt 
that you want to be with them because they feel like your family. Mm-hmm. So I'm fully supporting her. You know, you're my yeah. queen. I'll go where you want. And uh, or yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, go north. Do what you got to do. That was that was that was that was awesome, actually. Yeah. And and it's Yara, so I would not presume that it's going to take her very long to get the Iron Islands whipped into damn shape. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know? She already has it. She's like, done. she's, she's going to be back by episode three, in my mind. She's going to be <laughs> at the Battle of the Night Watch, whatever. Night, <laughs> night Watch, Night I, whatever it is. One of the things that the show has definitely turned hand-wavy about is just how many ships any given fleet yeah. has at any time. You know, it's like... You know, the entire fleet's decimated, but now you have another one for where'd you get it? Ugh, who knows? Well, <laughs> yeah. We're good. Yeah, I, I loved that she didn't just, you know, die. But, yeah. like, my prediction was kind of based on thinking that she wasn't going to be in the season very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm glad that it was for this reason instead of the one that I predicted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Well, presumably, Euron's going to go home. He has now fucked the queen, so. Oh, can... we'll see. What his, Pike, but yeah, I yeah I think yeah well we'll, we'll talk more about so we're safe pace in advance right yeah. so so Mike is asking <laughs> if this is before or after Euron got to bang the queen so Euron talks with earlier. Yara goes off to bang the queen while that's happening during the banging is when yeah. Theon rescues Yara and then mm-hmm. we're talking about the after so we're kind of like glossing over Euron's thing so that Which, we yeah. can just kind of address Euron on its own instead of going back and forth. Mm. But yeah, Euron was like, oh, I'm going to fuck a queen. Get him. <laughs> and who would have thought that Theon and Yara are like the most normal siblings on the show? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was, I was, that was nice to see. It was also kind of, there was the, sort of the nice parallel of, you know, the time that Yara had come to rescue Theon, but he turned he her away because he was yeah. still brainwashed by Ramsay. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just this moment of it's like, you know, I wasn't ready for you before when you tried to help me, but I'm going to try to help you now. And yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Hey, dude, hold my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, that said, you know, like obviously they kind of hand wave how easily he managed to get on there, but I think it's also established in the story just by, well, Euron's distracted. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see the fallout of Euron realizing yeah. that Yara got scooped out from under his nose. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and presumably they've just been doing a lot of sailing. The guys are at the whorehouses or whatever. So that was probably a skeleton crew yeah. on the ship. But- Funny, sorry. Um, funny thing that um, I came across was the first guy on the ship when Theon comes to rescue Yara. The first person that they show gets an arrow through his eye. It's literally the actor that plays Mac from Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's funny. That was his cameo. (laughs) That was his cameo. Two second death scene. Yeah, there was another it. person that I don't recognize who it was. The name I didn't recognize the guy's name that also was in a, in that same scene. I think mm. it was in the, the yeah the ship battle. But yeah, oh, I was cool. dying. <laughs> I just didn't. I mean, Ed Sheeran was a shock, but come on, Mac from Sunny in Philadelphia—that is just a real <laughs> damn shock. Who thought that up? It's 
freaking Speaking crazy. Speaking of Ed Sheeran, like it's a bit part from another scene. Yep. They basically, it's like, due to all the backlash, they basically had like, let's let's make a big point of saying that that character got his face burned off. Right. And he has no ears. Yeah, so everybody's <laughs> fan rage. There you go. There you go. He's he's a misery now. You can stop being angry at him for doing a cameo. It's all yeah. right, y'all. I, I love that cameo, and all the haters can just suck it. I agree. I mean, I didn't even know who he was, but I, like, yeah. not knowing who he was, the scene seemed fine. Yeah. So, yeah. And he had more honestly, than most, but it was, if, it if, was good. If you're getting mad at Ed Sheeran for being on Game of Thrones, just go look up him singing backstage with Don McLean and you'll suddenly fall in love and go, okay, yeah, I'm okay with this. <laughs> I on discovered Sesame that video. Street. It was amazing. Sesame Street. It's got oh, a great song. He lives in two oh. different worlds. Oh, um, oh, I gotta go check that out. It's so good. <laughs> it's a favorite in our house. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so back to the entry of King's Landing. Um, Cersei gets terrible, terrible news. The dead have broken through the wall. And mm-hmm. Good, because her army's coming. She's very happy. Um, which is, uh, leads straight to the Euron Yara scene where she he's taunting her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like Cersei wants Christiana and my prediction to happen. I think so too. Well, down. So I feel like the show is setting that up because Tyrion's whole thing of. I believe that she's going to help because I think she's pregnant, which means she has something to live for, which by transitive property, if she's not really pregnant because it was all a manipulation to begin with, which is my theory. Yeah. She doesn't have anything to live for. (laughs) Exactly. And she she is kind of like, she's got a death wish at this point. She's kind of just wanting to burn it all down. Yeah. And if Um, I'm going to go, you all are going to go. I'm going to make sure that nobody's happy. Well, and if she's the last person standing, that's claiming the iron throne, then her last moments on the earth will be as the only queen of Westeros. And is there anything else that Cersei wants at this point? No. Other than to see her brothers dead. Well, and remember too, like there was, it goes back to that, the scene when she thought Stannis was going to take King's Landing and she was about to poison herself yep. in common. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Rather than be taken alive. Yeah. Like, yep. I feel like she's got a self destructive impulse. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think we're also seeing like the chickens come home to roost to some extent that she's like, I think the reason she gives into Euron is because she just realizes I literally have no one else. Yeah. I have Kyburn and Sir Robert Strong here and uh and this guy. So yeah. <laughs> he's the only one showing up. Oh, and it he also like she was painted into a corner though, you know. He's like made mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah. You have to earn her. He's like, Well, what else do you need? Fuck, I gave you redemption or revenge yeah. or yeah. whatever he said. She's yeah. realizing like <laughs> whatever he said. Just string him along eventually because he's not gonna put up with it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. He yeah. could just leave. Yep. He is, you know, if she is not giving him enough, he could just leave. Yeah, and he really has no reason to stay other than what she can potentially reward him with. And she's realizing, oh sh- shoot, I I do actually need him, and yet, and so like, you know, that whole scene where he he's really pushing, but you know, he's making the point of like, look, I've 
I I really liked the idea of that I needed to earn this, but come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally a rescue at this point. Yeah. And her, I think not wanting to give in, but I think walking away, realizing I can't, I, mm-hmm. I have to, because he's going to leave. And, um, yep. And then, you know, her, you know, afterwards, like when, he, you know, he says, I'm, I'm going to put a, a baby in your, in your belly. And that I think her reaction shot there is amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it's really. Intended uh, you mean to- how she drinks wine? Yeah. No, she, her eyes are all glassy and tear. It's yeah. a really powerful moment. Yeah. No. No, I'm pointing out the fact that she's drinking wine in this scene. And in a scene where Tyrion decided that she was pregnant, she wasn't drinking wine, which only, Mm -hmm. to me, says that Christiana was right, that it was all a deception. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if she had Tyburn help her out to not ever have any more. Well, so that was, I was going to ask, basically, is her reaction, I thought, could be read two ways. One Mm -hmm. way could have been the... Oh, you dumb fuck. Jamie's kid's already in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I'll just make him think it's his. Okay. Or was it, you dumb fuck, I can't get pregnant. And, you know, nobody knows, but, you know. Well, or maybe maybe she took her her um, prophecy and mm-hmm. she just, it, maybe she did get pregnant. Maybe she terminated it. Maybe she'll terminate the next one, too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think she wants more children, and I think that yeah. it was a threat. Euron's, she had to have sex with him, and then mm-hmm. he threw a threat at her at the end. In her mind, you know what yeah. I mean, right? Yep. This idea of like sleeping with him once is not going to satisfy him. Right. I'm going to have to keep placating him. What have I? Yep. This situation She's- I've ended up in is is untenable, and I don't. Mm. She doesn't know what to do. Okay. So. She's literally reenacting her earlier life with Robert, pretending that his children, mm-hmm. Jamie's children, was his. And so she might be, like, possibly back in that. And I don't think she's going to go she's quietly. She's not going to start that cycle again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Mike in the chat says that, uh, what if her whole fake pregnancy backfires and Euron does put a baby in her belly? Ooh. I, I wondered if that was a real fear she was yeah, having yeah. in that scene of yeah. just realizing she wasn't actually pregnant, but Oh God, what if that really happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how she, she does not want that to happen. Yeah. So uh, maybe she, she needs she, to switch her, her wine for some tansy D mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. before. Weren't we led to believe that she did that before? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Kyber gave her a special <laughs> something. Yeah. So she, this wouldn't be her first well, termination. And I don't know condition. if it was mentioned in the show, but in the books, when we get Cersei chapters, we know that's what she did any time that Robert was in her bed. She it was, oh, that's right. Day. That's right. It was a show invention that she did actually um, have have a one, child. Yeah, yeah. That that died as an infant. Um, yeah. But that was that was in the show only. That hadn't been established in the books. Hmm. Yep. So I wonder if it was a lie that she said for sympathy or something that really happened. Either way, it's I sympathy. think that it really happened because if I recall pr- properly, when she ex- describes the baby, she describes a head of black hair. Right. Yeah. And I don't I, think yeah. that she would bring that up just to gain sympathy with Cat because right. that would I, be kind of pointing at her kids. 
I think it was real. I mean, because yeah. the, this, before Robert died, there were, it did give us a couple of, of scenes where she admitted that like she wanted it to work at yeah. first. Yeah. And that was true. And it was really, it only, well. it only turned bad. She wasn't yeah. because she knew that he, he never really loved her. He mm -hmm. always wanted it. He always wanted Liana instead. And that's what soured everything that she yep. didn't feel that way at the beginning. Yeah. You know, there's this one and it happens a couple of times a season, but I feel like this, this episode, we saw so many characters that were literally facing the wrath or the, the discomfort or whatever of their previous bad choices. We have it with Theon having to face Yara, which worked out well. She only had butted him, um, <laughs> you know, Sansa having to face Tyrion and it was kind of a quick conversation, but she's, she just kind of like off handedly says, sorry, I left you after Joffrey died. And he's like, yeah, it kind of sucked, you know? And then she kind of <laughs> looks back like, Oh yeah, I guess that probably did. Huh? And then we've got Jamie having to face down creepy Bran, Cersei having to bang Euron, John mm -hmm. finding out he's banging his aunt, and Danny. Well, you know, fate, I guess she's got it on well, a couple the, fronts. You know, consequences of burning the Tarleys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's so it's interesting. I feel we have to mention Cersei's desire for elephants. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that was my second favorite meme after Creepy Brand. <laughs> Elephants for Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. Another great so one. So that's a giant book nod. Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah. Because in the books, the Golden Company, they it's often mentioned, and don't forget about their elephants. Uh -huh. So I mean, yeah. yeah. I I love I loved that. So um, speaking of the Golden Company, I am befuddled by the show's choice to personify the golden company with a general and give the general absolutely no actual character at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My note guy. says captain. Who's it? Yeah. yeah. It's like captain standing Strickland. I thought they said, mm. yeah, Whatever. Strickland. Yeah, it yeah. was because I thought, well, that's, that's a mundane name for this world. Yeah, it's like Harry Strickland or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, here is a banal blonde guy, and we're told he's the leader of the Golden Company, and he that's it. Yeah, and it's yep. like, why even have an actual <laughs> character instead of just be faceless <laughs> yeah. if you're not going to give that character some sort of meat to chew on? Mm -hmm. They could have shaved a couple seconds off the dragon flight for that. <laughs> yeah. Not um, many, but a couple. I yeah. I... So for the book readers, there's like so much stuff that goes into the Golden Company and how it's actually was founded by descendants of Targaryens that left Westeros and all of these things. Oh. Like, that's why this guy had such light hair and all of this nonsense. But we've never got into it in the shows at all. And so yeah. this was just basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it's in the books. We're not going into it. I think. I, I feel like... It's a weird, awkward in-between. Yeah. Because what the show could have easily done is just mm -hmm. not given a face to the Golden Company at all. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of soldiers, and Euron brought them over, and there is no general. Yeah. And yeah. it would have been so easy to do that. But instead, they chose to cast an actor and give him a name, and yet the, the, as presented, there's, he's like practically a non-entity. 
Yeah. He's like yeah. a cardboard cutout of a character so far. Like why, <clears throat> why bother if they're not going to give him actually anything to do now? I mean, maybe he'll get more to do, but certainly in this episode, it's more like, yeah, here's this cardboard cutout of, of, you know, Blondie McHandsome face Unless they're going to um, try to do something like, oh, maybe she's going to fall in love with him and Euron is going to get jealous or something. like. But that's a weird arc to take Cersei at no. this point. No, so, I'm just going to go off the cuff and let's just, like, Cersei's going to tell Strickland, hey, kill Euron. <laughs> I mean, I don't need I mean, him that's what the mountain. What I needed. She's got yeah. the mountain. I mean, she'll lose Euron's dudes, I, but I mean... I, that's a I would predict actually that that's how it's all going to go bad yeah. at the end for Cersei is that she's going to get so fed up with Euron, she's going to try to have him killed, and then you know he's going to basically set off catastrophe, and she's going yeah. to resort to like that's I think how that's all going to go down at the end for her. Yeah. Hmm. So are we up to Bronn yet? Yeah, that's uh, that's what we've got left. Poor Bronn. Mm. He shot a dragon. He comes home a hero. <laughs> and the girls he's hired can't even talk to him or about <laughs> him. Um, but we did get our sex position and we did find out what happened to Ed Sheeran. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And 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 Kyburn decides, yeah, we want we want the crossbow that killed Tywin to be the crossbow that kills Tyrion. I have this to say fucking family. <laughs> I, I definitely have stuff to say about the meat of that scene, but I think one of my fa- it also contained one of my favorite Kyburn moments ever, where he's dismissing the girls and just casually says, "Oh, that poor girl, the pox." Oh my god! Oh here. god! And then Braun is just suddenly like, "Wait, which one? All right. <laughs> which one? I just slept with one of them. Which one?" <clears throat> I love that so much. You're right, Christiana. I almost forgot about it. That was everything to me. That was so good. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, but the, like the real meat of the scene, the idea of like, we're going to hire Bronn to kill Tyrion and Jamie. like on the Do one, you guys think it's going to happen. Well, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't know that it won't happen because Bronn refuses, uh, because he's always been the guy who will go where the actual money is. And it's like, yeah. he's. It's always been the sort of guy that, um, that, you know, he'll say, you know, hey, I liked you, but this is business, that sort yeah. of thing. That's always uh-huh. been his character. Now, that said, I feel like this plot line is missing a piece. There's something, there's a shoe that hasn't dropped with Bron. I feel yeah. like there's okay. something more to him that we have not seen. One theory that seems really off the wall, but I kind of love the idea of it, is that Braun, actually highborn, is actually a rain. Oh, you know shit. the family that was destroyed by the Lannisters. The reigns of Castamere. Wow. Oh, now I don't know that there's any actual evidence uh, of that. It was just like, a, wouldn't it be cool if sort of idea? Wow, that would be. Um, and if the castle he ends up with is Casterly fucking rock. Yeah, right. right? That would be fantastic. <laughs> I feel like that is such an awesome plot line that could happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I love my crackpot theories. So, I yeah. <laughs> have there so, been any hints? Because they love to drop hints. I, well, that's well, too much. That's a whole other thing. There are hints that he's perhaps highborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? The way he talks, 
He's, you know, the, the show has mm-hmm. previously made a point of saying highborn people say my Lord instead of my Lord. And he definitely yeah. my Lord. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, also the, his, this idea that he's, he's talked so much about wanting to have a castle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, also just the idea that, um, you know, it, it's not clear that th- this doesn't necessarily direct con- directly connect to that, but you know, just the implication when he's previously said that he's been north of the wall before, he's said that he he has. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that doesn't necessarily connect to him being highborn, except it's a mystery. Like, yeah. Well, really? Why? It, um, it tells us that there's more to him. Yes. Than we know. It's so kind of like I don't book. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if it's because he's a rain, but I definitely think there's more to him, and yeah. that that will be revealed <clears throat> as part of his plotline. <clears throat> That'd be cool. I'd be in for that. I think it might also be interesting because it's like when it aired, I said something to Chooch about, oh, there's your alignment check for you. You know, he's still the Mm -hmm. same kind of, you know, at least he's so far, he seems like he will follow, he will continue to follow the money at least up until the point that it gets him in front of Tyrion and Jamie to make the decision. And I think that's interesting because we've seen so many characters evolve into something else. We've seen Cersei get darker and darker and we've seen um, so many other characters get brighter and brighter and we're expecting like, like we're expecting Danny to be like a really great ruler. Cause we've been thinking about it for all these years. And now we're seeing maybe she wouldn't be such a great ruler in Westeros where we aren't, they aren't slaves to be freed. They're free citizens with their own thoughts, but yeah. also like, I'm sorry. I just lost my thought, but, oh, but with Braun again, um, it's just like, maybe he's one that won't evolve. Maybe he will always just chase the money. Maybe it's because yeah. he's a rain, but maybe he just will not change that. And he's not going to evolve into taking a higher road. Well, and one thing I do want to point out about Braun, cause like in my head, I'm like, well, of course he's going to just side with Jamie and, Tyrion, of course. I don't know why I want. I, I feel like that because, because we want him to. Because I want him to. But the other <laughs> thing is, he can't just side with Tyrion and Jaime because he's going to have to deal with the fact that he fired and landed a shot on one of Danny's dragons. <clears throat> I don't think she's going to give. Well, she's going to forgive so easily. Well, I don't think she has who... any way to know it's him. Right. I mean. Mm. No, but I don't think anyone else would reasonably know that it was him that did it. Maybe. Um, but I, I actually think there's something to be said in the whole idea of this show subverting tropes, or at least trying to. Yeah. In some ways, I think it's really kind of given up on that. I think it's really more fulfilling them than subverting them these days. But um, that said, I think there's something interesting to be said from having him really turn out to be. I always said I was the character who would yep. go where I was paid to go. Yeah. And do just like Ver- um, Peter always said, don't trust me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, I think there is something to be said for, you know, it's like what he said to Tyrion, uh, you know, before the trial of saying, look, you told me anytime someone offered me to, money to betray you that I should give you a chance to match it. But if you can't match it, yeah. yeah. What do you want me to do? And, well, and, so, and that's what I feel like. I feel like he's going to give Tyrion the chance to yeah. match it, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Is there anything else we need to cover? Hmm. I think we should. Did you have any unex- unexpressed? Notes. 
text. I feel like I interrupted Chooch the whole episode. Yeah. It's all my notes. What does everyone want to rate this episode? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do I have to stay under the denominator? You can put whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> have we ever limited you? No, and I love you for it. <laughs> I, I believe we've got a couple of 110% or 150%. I feel like I'm going to give it um, eight out of 10 connected dots. And it's only as low as it is just because it's still, even after so much of last season felt like place setting, let's get all the pieces in the right mm-hmm. positions. It actually still kind of felt like that's what this episode was doing. Now I loved so much of it, but it really was all conversations and very little plot. Okay. Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sorry. <clears throat> I'm going to give it uh 10 out of 10 night King art installations. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I think that my 10 is definitely influenced by the fact that it's the first episode we've had in a year and a half. <laughs> well, you know, what's really funny is last season, you also gave it the first episode of 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Viv. Um, I'm going to give it 101 of 100 Samuel Tarley tears. <laughs> and I'm going to give it a 9.5 creepy brand staring at creepy people. <laughs> <laughs> Deserving people. They deserve yes, and those that stares. Gives us a 9.4 for this episode. Uh, I'm the one that brought it so low. I said, hey, no, no, it's good. It is. What it I is. Know, and it's, I mean, you know, I'm trying to say an eight out of 10 is not a bad. No, episode. that's a good no, score. Yeah, that's a great score. And I know that mine is inflated just because of all the reunions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. am here for it. And I'm yeah, so happy. Exactly. Um, and honestly, it's not that far off because I think, uh, Christiana, last year you gave the first episode a nine. And I think I gave it a nine as well. And then, um, so we only kind of like I went up a little, you went down a little. So it's all good. <laughs> well, yeah, so I think I think that it's also possible that once we get the payoff of some of yeah. the setup here, we'll you know change maybe how I feel about some of it. And I love some of those connections, but I almost feel like there's too many. Like they're yeah. so yeah. rapid fire that you don't really get to sit with any of them that long. Yeah, and that's what amazes me. You guys are like, well, I thought it was this person until they showed their face. And I'm like, I am so sitting there like blank. I am just like watching things unfold. I can't really see one breath ahead of what they're about to say. And it's just like, that's why I went slightly over on mine and just by just by a hair, because it takes a lot for a show to be able to do that for me. I, to get out of my own head and to really so, just be like on the edge of my seat. So, so Mike McCauley says he gives it 10 out of 10 bad, bad eunuch jokes, <laughs> <laughs> which by the way, I absolutely love the comment about the eunuch jokes versus yeah. dwarf jokes because that does show up in the books, but it happens in Essos. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And yeah, that made me super duper happy. Does anyone know the name of next week's episode? No, and I thought it was curious that in in the past that HBO has released them pretty close to the front, and I couldn't find it anywhere. 
even on oh. um, the cable companies like tomorrow's yeah. schedule, it just says episode two. Or it yeah, says episode two, air date four twenty one. No. I thought that was just my oh, wait, crave. Wait, okay. I, um, There's so, no title. Um, I don't, this might not actually be a title. It's just a Forbes article that says Game of Thrones season eight, episode two preview, the Night King cometh, but that might just be a cheap right. headline. Yeah. yeah. Like what's going to happen. So all, all I saw was it's titled hmm. to be announced, but yeah. Yeah. overall in the IMDb entire season, number 8.2 in the mm-hmm. entire season overall, it's going to be episode 69. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. boy. Sorry. I <laughs> there is a, in this article, though, there is a blurb for it, like that sort of TV guide yeah. blurb, which is the battle at Winterfell is approaching. Jamie's confronted with the consequences of the past. A tense interaction between Sansa and Daenerys follows. Huh. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. All mm-hmm. right. So that's exciting. So we all have something to watch while we're chowing down on our Easter eggs and <laughs> chocolates and matzo balls and so Eeps. forth or whatever you have. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, that clears it out. So I want to thank everybody and um, really thank Mike and everybody who's joining in the chat. It's always and Dante. A lot of fun. Yep. And, um, we will be recording next week. And as mentioned, um, Nutty is putting together our little reactions for mm-hmm. us. So once the uh, once we watch the new episode, look for that earlier in the week. Those should be out, say, Tuesday. I think they came out Wednesday this week. Check the MP3 feed first. Yes. And um, and this will hit the the podcast feed tomorrow. What we recorded, and um, so I'm going to uh, I have the our outro music queued up, but I wanted to give a shout out to uh, my band, The Art of Falling. Um, after the outro, I'm going to go ahead and play a song that we wrote that is Game of Thrones inspired. Um, not really just inspired. It's pretty literally fucking a Game of Thrones song. It's called yeah. Winner Is Here. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but um so yeah so that's gonna play play us out at the very end thank you so much everybody again and we'll uh talk to you next week bye (laughs) bye supposed to be playing why isn't it playing oh did (laughs) i mute the channel that was so smooth so so smooth all right here we go If you have feedback for the Beyond the Wall podcast, you can email us at btw at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a comment on the website. Go to specficmedia.com where you'll find a shiny BTW button that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, Sharealike, 3.0, Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it.
Was the art of falling with their hit single winner is no <laughs> good night <Woo>! Yay! <laughs>